1: Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Morency on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags, Let's f- Rage, Sports Rage with Gabe Morenzi. Rage all you want.
2: Are we roll in. Level two, level two, two, two. All right, we're throwing it down. I got to be honest. I was hoping that Echo would go away once Cam was gone. It's one hundred million percent on Babano uh, Can we do something about this, Matthias, or what? Like, uh, is that better now? Um, yeah, but why? Why? What's the problem with that? Like, how come? Like, uh, like, figure it out. Like, adjust with them, or like, tell them something's too loud it's like a Kurtz issue like there's no reason why there should be like the that echo you know what I'm saying like uh like try to uh, like I don't know yeah I know here's a novel concept like how about we solve the problem like I don't like it's a novel concept I'm throwing it at everybody here but how about we solve it right? and see if we can fix it and deal with them off the air so I don't have to deal with it All right, so we'll get the panel back on in a couple of minutes uh here all right, so we'll get you caught up to date. I see one of our trolls in the chat says that... Uh, <laughs> that was shocking developments. Uh, that's too good. Uh, that's just too good. All right. All right I got to get back on track. We're on the verge of a nervous breakdown here. All right, we're getting... Uh, like I said, we sent off we sent off emails today all in caps. You know I'm about to lose it when I go all cap on people. I actually didn't mean to do it. It's one of those deals where i actually type everything in caps for like a script i can't read anything i need everything to be big so i put everything in caps but i just continued on after and i sent an angry email out after that happened to be in caps and i started it and i was like well it's in caps and i'm not turning back now I i don't have time to turn back i don't even have time to like erase an email to start over again anymore uh, we're pressed for time, baby. Too many games. So you know what? Well, we will get Babano back on here momentarily, once uh, he sounds better than uh, the the people on the moon landing did in 1969. Um, so get back to me on that. But we'll go. We'll go. We'll just sort of run the gauntlet here. You know, I think it's the best way to do it. We'll cut the small talk. I'll let Babano do his thing. I'm just going to throw game after game at Babano. And I can tell you guys, I was up late last night. And I see I can tell you how late I was because I emailed myself at 525 in the morning. I should sleep more, huh? Uh, So I emailed emailed myself at 525 a.m. this morning. And it was basically the list of games and notes that I have circled for this Saturday college football. Notre Dame, Wisconsin. uh, Texas, Texas Tech. San Jose and um, San Jose State and Western Michigan. Rutgers and Michigan. Clemson and NC State. Louisville and FSU. UCLA, Stanford. Uh, Beavers, Trojans, which is always the uh, the popular uh, Trojans pound Beavers. People just love when the Beavers play the Trojans, so I'll be the first to get it out of the way.
1: With Gabe Marinci.
2: I'll be the first to, uh, to get it out of the way. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? Uh, don't think I didn't hear that. The Late Night Hangar Management Class, this is Sports Rage. It's level two. All right, you know, whatever, man. I'm just, uh, it's a little frustrating. I'm upset the Dodgers lost to Colorado. I'm upset about everything, uh, but I'm specifically upset about the Dodgers losing to Colorado tonight. I went a little bigger on Walker Bueller this evening. The only plus side of this is I did bet on San Francisco. So I figured, you know what? You know, we'll bounce this out and. I don't know. Does does San Diego have a comeback left in them right now? I just don't see how they're going to be able to bounce back after that devastating loss last night, the devastating slide uh, that they've been on. So Ian Cameron's going to rejoin us in a couple of minutes, and we're just going to run the gauntlet. You know, it's almost like, all right, do we do college? Do we do NFL? Which way are we going to go? I'm in a college mood. I'm in a college mood. So I just sort of rattled off a bunch of college games that I have circled. I haven't put the bets in yet, though. I actually did put one college bet in last night at about four or five in the morning, and I was sober—not sane, but sober. Sane of mine, no, but I was not. Uh, you know, I'm just telling you, it wasn't like a uh, you know, oh, you put a bet in. Well, you know, it was a sober uh, but insane bet in the, in the early uh, morning hours. I just I think the Ducks are going to smash Arizona. I think they're going to smash them. I got it at twenty-eight points. Arizona have lost fifteen games in a row. Uh they're three and twelve against the spread in their last in in, in this fifteen game losing streak, they've only covered three times. They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. And if you're the ducks, you're in a good spot right now. And you're ranked uh you're ranked third in the country. You want to keep it that way. If you're the ducks, you've 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 definitely noticed that other teams have slipped. In the rankings despite winning. All right. So I think the message has been sent. If you're the ducks, yeah, you won, but you beat you beat Ohio State, but don't get too cute here. Don't get too cocky. You need to continue to kill people. Smash them. And I think Arizona right for the taking. We'll get the banners take. I won't ask him all about all my college games. We'll see who he likes this week. But there's a couple of intriguing spots. You know the Beavers haven't won in L.A. since 1960?
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid.
0: SportsGrid.com.
4: Hey Brian, care to place a wager? Tomorrow night on Fox's Celebrity Boxing, I've got Carol Channing beating Mike Tyson in 3 rounds. Carol Channing. You've got Carol Channing the actress beating Mike Tyson the boxer. Hell, give me 50 bucks on Tyson. Yeah, you're in good
3: company. Betting Freddy took the same wager.
1: Bet bet
2: bet The late night anger management class. This is Sport rage. I am Rancy. Bet 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 bet. That's what we're doing. And let's talk some, um, let's talk some college football uh, right now. We can get into the NFL uh, as well, but I'm in a, I'm in a college mood right now, Babano. So let's let's uh, kickstart uh, the party with some college uh, football talk. Let's start off with Marshall and App State. Some Thursday night action. Just one game on the board. Marshall App State. App State laying the touchdown here uh, in this game. Total fifty nine points. Uh, what's your opinion, if any? I don't want to put you in a corner um and ask you about games but it is the standalone thursday night game but battle. so what's your take on that one
4: yeah i mean uh,
2: marshall blew
4: a terrible uh g- blew a game the other last weekend against east carolina and it was just a really bad loss they were up 38 uh, 21 in the fourth quarter and they ended up losing 42 38 and when they were up 38 21 they were in east carolina territory and they fumbled they went for it on fourth there they got stopped on fourth down and it seemed like at that point on East Carolina just took over and the momentum snowballed and the game got away from Marshall so they convert that fourth down they probably punch in a touchdown and they put the game away instead they lose and probably now you're getting a better number on Marshall because of that loss and now you're getting Marshall as an underdog now all the great Marshall stats against the spread as an underdog are with Doc Holiday of course he's no longer there Charles Huff is the head coach but we do know over the years Marshall's been a good dog They've got a very good offense. They play a lot faster on offense this year. This is an extreme up-tempo offense, which is a completely different style of offense that they had under Holiday. They've got a good quarterback in Grant Wells, offensive line solid, good playmakers. The App State team on the other side, Chase Bryce, has played well at quarterback. Uh, they can run the football well, and their defense has been solid. But, you know, after what I've seen from Miami this season, the fact that App State, you know, st- st- Stood toe to toe with Miami uh, in one of their recent games this year doesn't impress me as much. So I would take Marshall with the points there, and I think the game can go over the total. App State's offense has been putting up points, and Marshall's up tempo offense. I don't think App State's shutting them down. Uh, they've been able to put up points against everybody. I think we'll get that game to go over the total as well.
2: Yeah, I agree with you as far as the total. And uh, you look at uh, you look at the herd this year. They're three and zero to the over on the season. Uh, with the 49-7 win against Navy, 44-10 against NCCU, and then they lose 42-38. They blow the lead to the Pirates uh, right there. And like you said, one thing, Bobano, about App State, they're going to be ultra jacked to go to Miami and play, right? So that was like the best version of App State uh, that day, and it nearly knocked the Canes off. My idea with this game is, I look at it, and I have a hard time, I would have a hard time laying the points and trusting to win by touchdown. And no, you didn't bring up as well. They played last year but Battle Marshall beat them
4: 17-7. I mean that was a that was a much better Marshall defense. I don't think Marshall's defense is as good and I think we saw that clearly last week against East Carolina, but I think their offense is a lot better. Remember Grant Wells was terrible second half of the year last year. That offense just stopped producing. And they've really taken to this up tempo offense. It seems like they're comfortable in this system. So I think there'll be points both ways. And anytime Marshall's a dog, especially in this kind of range where they're getting at least a touchdown, I'm interested. And I know Chase Bryce has been good. You know, can he keep this up indefinitely? I'm not so sure. I think it'll be a close game though.
2: Yeah, well let's be real though about this game. If this is on a Saturday afternoon, we probably wouldn't be betting it. Right? It's it's one of those games that it's there. It's on Thursday night. Uh, Friday night we've got uh, Friday night. There's a full slate actually. So you got Middle Tennessee at Charlotte, uh, Wake Forest and Virginia. You know, and I'm kicking myself because I liked Wake Forest the win total this year over six and a half, but there was some juice to it as well. So the juice part turned me off. I thought they could get there. Nice start for the Deacons at at three and zero going into to Charlottesville to take on uh, UVA. UVA land a four spot uh, there. Liberty and Syracuse. I remember cashing a ticket last year with Liberty in this spot against uh, Syracuse, actually. And uh, we got my boy Jake Hainer and, uh, and Fresno State hosting UNLV. So plenty of action, Babano, on Friday night. What do we got? We got five games on Friday night.
4: Yeah, there are a bunch of games. I think the bet I like the most is the over and the Wake Forest-Virginia game. Virginia's defense is horrible. Uh, they can't stop anything, uh, run or pass. Now I know they were up against North Carolina last week and Sam Howell, an NFL-bound quarterback, but uh, to get shredded for 59 points, not good. And their defense has been leaky uh, throughout the year and even going back to last year. Now you got to face Sam Hartman uh, and a good passing attack. Jakari Roberson's a terrific receiver for Wake. I think it's going to be tough here for Virginia to slow them down, but I'll tell you what, Virginia can match Wake at the offensive side of the football. I mean... Brandon Armstrong has been terrific, and for some reason, Virginia just stopped running the football. I mean, first of all, they haven't had much success running the football, and now they've almost gotten to the point where they've given up running the football, so this is almost exclusively a passing offense right now. All of the offense they generated against UNC last week, Virginia, was through the air. They didn't run the football at all, so they're probably going to throw it a lot. Wake Forest plays very fast pace. Uh, You should see a lot of points here in this game, so the over makes sense to me in that game. Uh, Liberty Syracuse, I I like Liberty a little bit, but I I don't know if I'm loving the the number where it is. You're laying six on the road, and I'll be honest, I've been more impressed with Syracuse than I thought I would be. Now, I know they beat a bad Ohio team uh, in their first game, uh, but I give them credit for hanging with Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers beat them, but that game was pretty close, and the box score and the total yardage was closer than the final score would indicate. I don't love either quarterback, but the Syracuse defense has really impressed me. That game actually could stay under the total. Dino Babers has really slowed down the pace, game this year for Syracuse. We think of him for years as this very fast-paced, up-tempo, offensive head coach. Not this year. He knows he's got O-line issues, he knows he has two suspect quarterbacks. And he also knows he has a good defense he can rely on, or at least a much-improved defense. So this ain't the same high-scoring, you know, up-and-down-the-field Syracuse track meet team anymore. So I lean to a Liberty, but this game might actually stay under that number.
2: I like Liberty here. If you guys – you, you know, I, was, I said, too, I remember betting on this game last year. I think I kind of remember talking with you about this game last year even. But uh, it was in Syracuse. So it's like poor Liberty. They go to Syracuse. Well, I should say poor Syracuse. They signed this contract years ago thinking Liberty will be an easy win for them. (laughs) And and we should note, Liberty beat Syracuse last year 38-21, all right, in Syracuse. If you look at Liberty, guys, and for the record right now, their quarterback— Uh, Willis is he's working his way Into like potentially the top 10 of the NFL draft all right? like he's that He's getting that much hype uh, right now But if you look at these guys on the road Okay so as I mentioned um, They played the last year In Syracuse they beat them 38-21 That was October The 17th November the 7th Last year they went to uh, Virginia Tech they beat them 38-35 Two weeks later they Went to NC State they lost 15 14. All right, so they lost by one point at NC State. They go to Coastal Carolina, they win the game in overtime. Um, this year, they go to Troy, they win by eight. Like, dude, if anything, bro, with Liberty approved, man, they're capable of, like, they don't get phased by going on the road with this team. Like, they don't. And they've shown they win. Look, they beat Syracuse by 17. They beat, uh, they were getting, They were 17 point underdogs at Virginia Tech. They won a the game by three. Um, They were only getting four points against NC State when they lost that game. They lost by one. At Coastal Carolina, they were getting six and a half, and they won the game outright. They were minus three when they went to Troy earlier this year, and they won by eight. I will agree with you, though, and I bet on Rutgers in that game. And Syracuse were competitive. They did hang around with Ben. I'll give you that.
0: That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com Active Cash.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's
5: definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on
2: Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Moran. we're throwing it down. Sirius XM channel 204. Sports Grid Radio Networks. Uh, Mighty Year 1090 uh, joining us live as well. Shout out to our AM radio affiliate joining us in the overnight uh, replay. Ian Cameron, AK Babano with us. And as we were going into the break, I was talking about Willis, uh, the Liberty quarterback. This kid's really uh, climbing the, uh, the, uh, the hype train. People are all aboard uh, the hype train uh, right now. And I was saying, you know, Syracuse... They are a little better, right? Like, I like I like Rutgers a lot, actually, in that game uh, at the Cuse. I thought Ruckers would be too big for them. But I think Liberty would be too fast for them, right? So it's one of those type of deals. And even though Cuse, I think it, this is a better matchup um, for, like, Liberty than it was for Rutgers. Like, even though Ruckers are, like, Big Ten and big dudes and stuff, Ruckers basically are keeping it simple and just want to run the ball down your throat. And that's all they did. I watched that game at Bano. Rutgers kept it very simple, safe. They kind of knew that, you know, they were in control, like they could slow. The Syracuse wasn't going to score. So I will say, though, Syracuse had a couple of drives that got stalled, but Liberty are all out speed. And Syracuse won't be able to deal with it. Liberty are ruthless. They don't let up. I'm not in love with laying in six and a half either, but I think they will beat them. I think they will cover. I do. I do. So let, let's keep it rolling, Ian Cameron. Uh, Bapano. Uh, with us joining us from the moon,
4: um. <laughs> yeah. Eleven straight for Liberty, by the way. Eleven straight, so I'm not stepping in front of that.
2: Yeah, you want to get exactly? You can get in front of that? No, no. Three and zero ATS this year as well. Again, they like said they could be. They're probably better this year than they were last year. Actually, some people think they're going to run the table. Um, UNLV in Fresno. It's a lot of points here. Yeah, a lot, lot of points. points. UNLV. I don't know. UNLV. are a weird team. Like. Um, at times, they'll they'll step up. We can tell you guys, Fresno State are a perfect 4-0 ATS this year, but now they're laying a ton uh, here against the Rebels. But they did cover in a spot like this against UConn, and I think it's a similar type of situation. They lay 28 to UConn, and they beat them 45 nothing. I think you're in a similar type of spot here, Babano, and as I mentioned and as people that watched in the late, 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 late night hours on Saturday night, that was a special win by Fresno and Jay Kaner. Now they're on TV again. I don't think they let up, actually. Fresno are a good team. They can kind of name their score, and I don't think they're going to let up, bro. Uh, you know, it's later points are passive for me, my opinion, in this game, Babana, What's your take?
4: Yeah, and that's the big question, right? The only difference with this game and the UConn game is they're not coming off one of the biggest wins in the program in the last few years, beating UCLA. That was an incredible win. I watched that game. It was a great football game. Uh, Jake Hayner with hip injuries and in pain, and there he is just willing the team down the field after UCLA, it looked like it scored. The game-winning touchdown drive, there's only a minute to go. It's like, finally, UCLA's put this game away not quite Hayner goes right down the field and they get the lead back Fresno and they end up getting the win incredible victory and I think I've been on Fresno every game I took them against UConn I was on them against Oregon where they took the Ducks you know down to the wire let's not forget that Fresno State went to Eugene and uh, was right toe-to-toe with Oregon in that game and then of course the big upset against UCLA the issue is focus you know do they bring it again Friday night here after one of a huge win like that because if they do they're good enough to absolutely beat the brakes off this UNLV team. That was an inept UNLV performance against Iowa State. Brumfeld, the quarterback was hurt and the backup was just terrible in that game. They could get no offense going whatsoever. Uh, there was pressure constantly from that Iowa State defensive front. I don't think Fresno's got the defense. I know that no. Fresno doesn't have the defense that Iowa State does but still, I mean, UNLV's almost unbackable to me. I mean that is how bad they are. So I don't love the pro, pro- uh, the prospect of laying this number with Fresno in this spot, and I do think you're now paying a premium on Fresno after that win last week. But the uh, the alternative and taking the dog is not something I want to do.
2: So you're right, Fresno or pass. We should note UNLV are two and one against the spread. Surprisingly enough, zero oh and three straight up, two and one against the spread. So they have covered and. It's a lot, guys, and if I'm thinking what the score, they probably win by 35. Like I think you lay the points, but it'll be a sweat job. You know what I mean? Like it'll be 45-45-10 like like type thing.
4: Gabe, you take first quarter and first half. I think on UNLV is the better way to go. That maybe you catch Fresno just a little lackadaisical. I well,
2: don't know. like that at all. <laughs> like, no.
4: If you like UNLV, <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't.
4: Like I'd that. rather have them early than late.
2: Hey, you've given us a lot of winners on the show, but I thought you – didn't you say the, the, the Packers early? It was the opposite, right? The Lions came out hot and then fell apart as opposed to the backdoor cover. Yeah, that, that – so that is- That's why – and I'm not calling you out, but my whole point is I don't like messing with that, like – It's hard enough to pick the win, but, Ben, I don't want to start judging if they're going to be good at the early or the end of the game. You know what I mean?
4: (laughs) Just be good long enough to win, cover the game. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like, I don't care if you struggle early, just cover late, like, or one or the other. But, no, I I get you. I hear what you're saying. But I would look at it the opposite almost. Like, number one, they won't let up. They're not going to let up. They're Fresno State. It's not like – so it's not – and UNLV are that bad. And Jay Kaner's trying to make it to the NFL and at least the CFL or whatever. He's trying to make a name for himself. I don't think, but look, they played last year. The thing was with with UNLV, and I know the team pretty well, Babano. They're not an automatic fade all the time. You know what I mean? Like they they do cover because they get so many points, Babano. Right? Like you do against Arizona State, they were getting thirty four and a half. Right? And and then, and they end up covering a number. So like uh, Iowa State, they got a they got a pissed off Iowa State that are too good for them, and that. They they were laying 32, but you are right. I will agree with you. I think because of the win, Babano would probably – I think we're paying an extra three and a half points. I think it would be 28, like it was against UConn, if not for, like, that win against UCLA, and people saw – some people saw it, at least on TV. Uh, but anyways, um, to me, it's later points. I'll, I'll have a part of Fresno State. All right, let me see. what What is the first half, Babano? Let me check. Like, first quarter or first half? Like, dear God. What do you think it'll be? If it's 17 and a half, it'll be 17 and a half probably, right? First half? First half, that
4: that game is 19 and a half. That's actually padded a little higher. 19 and a half.
2: Yeah, they're trying to scare us off. Yep. All right, so. Yeah, I'd do that. I would do that, Babano. Like, they, I could totally see them come out. The I won't be doing anything with this none. game because I won't be betting. But I, I wish Fresno
4: all the best. They've treated me well. It's just I don't so
2: think this is the right week or spot to take them. You're going to be watching the uh, – see, you're lucky you're not on TV every day, but you got to pick. You got to pick these games. Yeah. Um, but um, you're going to be watching the BC Lion-Rider game at the same time. It's on at the same time. All right, so Notre Dame of Wisconsin. You can't duck this one. Notre Dame of Wisconsin, what's your take on this one?
4: Matchup for Wisconsin, for sure. I worry about Notre Dame and the trend, uh in this game. Their offensive line's not right. Like, they gave up uh, four sacks uh, last week uh, against Purdue. It's just not good. You know, it's just a, an offensive line that's strong. And I know 14 sacks, I should say, overall for the year for this Notre Dame offensive line that they've given up. And who have they played? Florida State, whose defense has been a sieve, really, most of the year. Toledo, uh, you know, solid back team. But still, you shouldn't be overwhelmed in the trenches by Toledo. And that Notre Dame offensive line was in that game. And Purdue. And now you're going to face one of the better defensive fronts you've seen. One of the better, you know, front sevens in Wisconsin. And you're going to have to try to block and pass protect them. That's going to be trouble uh, for Notre Dame. But at the same time, I just saw Wisconsin play Penn State early in the year at home. And they just shot themselves in the foot. Couldn't finish drives missed kicks, some turnovers and if you do that you're going to keep Notre Dame in the game so I'm conflicted here. I think I'd I'd lay the points before I take them, but it's six and a half they got a win by margin. Wisconsin's you know in the again the Penn State game they made too many mistakes. I've not been over as impressed with Graham Mertz as I thought I would but I just think in the trenches Notre Dame's going to get dominated here so I'd, I'd lay it with Wisconsin if I had to,
2: but it's just a it's just a lukewarm lean here. All right, so I'm not going to ask you about games. I don't want to waste time with uh, with stuff that you don't like. So what do you like this week, Babano? I'm not going to ask you about any games then. Because I don't want to hear about both sides. I don't want to hear about both sides, and that could happen, and this happened, but you're not betting it. So yeah. we're here to give people some bets. What do you like this
4: week? There we go. Now we'll give you some bets. Um, I like uh, Indiana and Western Kentucky. It's not a game that's going to resonate. I know it's not one of the bigger games, but uh, I, like the, I like the side. And the total in this game, I'm on the dog, uh, the Hilltoppers. I question Indiana going on the road to play, you know, Western Kentucky team out of Conference USA after losing two of their big three games that they have played against Iowa and Cincinnati. And the way they lost against Cincinnati, like they came out strong, they had a great start, and then the Cincinnati defense just overwhelmed Michael Penix Jr., made him forced him into mistakes, and the West and the Cincinnati offense with the. Desmond Ritter got going, and Indiana really had no uh, answer in the second half. Cincinnati took control of that game. I think it's a really difficult spot. Now you're going on the road, non-conference, and then back to Big Ten play where you play Penn State next week. I don't trust Indiana laying almost ten. I think and Western Kentucky's got an offense. They can throw the football around, an up-tempo air raid offense. I think it's a live home dog there. And I like the total even more uh, going over the number. Uh, The betting markets are asleep when it comes to Western Kentucky totals. They were a bad offensive team, a good defensive team last year, slow-paced offense. And now this year, they're playing up-tempo spread offense, air-raid offense. They're playing extremely fast. Bailey Zappi, the quarterback, has got a good arm. Uh, They're averaging over 40 points per game. But Indiana's offense, I know Pennix has struggled against Iowa and Cincinnati's defense, He's not going to struggle as much against Western Kentucky's defense. He will get that offense going. They'll put up points. I like the dog, and I like the over in that game even more.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem.
5: Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on
1: lady said
5: I'm an artist. You? No, an artist? Your husband's work is what we call outsider art. It could be by a mental patient or a hillbilly or a chimpanzee.
2: The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Marancy. Listen, I love all you guys that are tuning in right now. And we love a Babano, but... The more that I see that every single one of you like Wisconsin makes me love Notre Dame even more. <laughs> like, it really does. I'm seeing everyone saying, Wisconsin are much too physical for Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, because Notre Dame, have, yeah, I know, because Notre Dame would be overwhelmed playing in the Big Ten, right, guys? Because um, they'd, be, they'd be overwhelmed. What the hell has Wisconsin done this year? I bet on Wisconsin in game against Eastern Michigan. I laid 26 and a half. It was a sweat job from hell. They won by 27. They won against against uh, Eastern Michigan who were terrible. All right? So, uh, and they were terrible against Penn State. They couldn't move the ball. And you're basically playing if you think that Wisconsin, if you don't think that Notre Dame is going to be like the home team in Chicago, Illinois, it sold your field then you know, I want to sell you some cryptocurrency. Cause it's called the Shamrock Series, it's not called the Badger Series. And for the record, Notre Dame have never lost in the Shamrock Series. They're nine and zero straight up. And as we discussed last night, um, Brian Kelly is tied with Newt Rockney for most coach, most wins in in Notre Dame history for a head coach. If he wins this game, he passes Newt Rockney and he's the winningest coach in Notre Dame football history. Without the championship, though, Babano, without the championship, it rings hollow. You know what I mean? It does. Like it's great. I'm not taking anything away from Coach Kelly. I don't like him. Uh, I don't even like Kelly. But it rings hollow. Like you can win all the games you want. Like I said it last night, but ben, Brian Kelly has done everything you can do in college football except win the national championship. And I don't know if he will, but the playoff committee will give them a chance to as long as they don't lose. Like, Notre Dame, and when they expand the playoffs, Notre Dame are almost going to be an automatic in. But one thing about Notre Dame, you can't, and I don't like them, but you can't criticize their schedule. I mean, these guys will play anybody. And next week they're playing Cincinnati. You want to talk about a big game. So even if they dodge this bullet against Wisconsin, they play Cincinnati, and I think Cincinnati will beat Notre Dame. But I think Cincinnati are better than Wisconsin, Arbor Beno.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that one bit. I like Cincinnati a lot, and I took Cincinnati against Indiana last week, and it didn't start out yeah, well for me them. me too. They played a great second half. Uh, they're just balanced on offense. They can run the football. They can throw it with Ritter. He can run it. The O-line's good. The defense is loaded. The secondary's a shut-down secondary. Lots to like with Cincy. I think Notre Dame, the key is that offensive line, though, because if they can block or pass, protect their live. Uh, against Wisconsin but that's the place you don't want to be weak they lost three starters on the O-line from last year they were all good players and now this year they not only had lost those three starters but they had some injuries on the O-line that forced them to have a freshman starting at left tackle and then he got injured uh, a couple of games ago so it's just been just a complete mishmash of parts on the O-line and that's a tough ask against Wisconsin's defensive run I don't argue the point spread value is Notre Dame I think it is you know, they're going to be getting upwards of seven pretty soon if this line yeah. keeps climbing. Um, but it's just such a tough matchup on paper if their O-line's not any better or healthier this week that I still worry about them enough where I, I don't think I would get involved with Notre Dame here.
2: Uh, I'll tell you, um, Notre Dame are 5-2 and two against the spread. The last seven times they've gotten points in a football game. And... Um, and uh, Wisconsin, Paul Chris, like he burns money. This guy, like you know, what I mean, like Wisconsin are a good, good home program
4: favorites. I'll say that right
2: now, they're terrible home favorites. Absolutely. Yeah. So, back. well, even as a whole, the last twenty nine games, they're thirteen and sixteen against the spread. Yeah. So they're sort of hit or miss. It's interesting though. Notre Dame's quarterback transferred from Wisconsin, right? So you got Cohn versus Mertz, which is it's an interesting, interesting dynamic uh, there. And listen, it pains me. I don't even like Notre Dame. Like, yeah, I'm not a Notre Dame fan, but I don't trust Wisconsin. I'm a Big Ten guy, and I know Wisconsin well enough to know that I don't want to lay the points uh, in this game. So you said uh, Western Kentucky against Indiana. You came at us with a curveball game, which is all good. It's all good. I asked you what you like. So what else are you looking at, uh, Babano, on Saturday? We like Arkansas. We're all in on Arkansas this year. We've
4: backed Arkansas a bunch, and I'm backing them again in Jerry's World on Saturday against an overrated A&M team. I mean, an A&M team that offensively I've got issues with. That offense didn't move the ball in the second half against New Mexico at home last week. Now, I know they were out to a big lead. Maybe they took their foot off the gas, but to to barely score any – barely get anything going offensively in the second half against New Mexico – Uh, I worry about that offense. I mean, Zach Calzada taking over for Haynes King at quarterback is still a work in progress. I don't think that O-line's played as well as I thought they would. Now, their defense is outstanding. You can't can't say anything bad about the A&M Aggies defense. It's for real. It's one of the best defenses in the country. But that offense is problematic, and... Arkansas's got one heck of a defense, and Sam Pittman's done one heck of a coaching job here in two years with Arkansas. They've been a point-spread machine. I think this program is rapidly ascending to the point where I think they can hang right toe-to-toe in this game with Texas A&M. Certainly defensively, they're very good. Offensively, it's going to be maybe a little bit of a challenge, but I just don't know if I trust this Texas A&M offense with what I've seen from them against, let's be honest, a pretty weak schedule for the most part. You're playing Kent State, you're playing... New Mexico playing a lot of weak competition. Well, they, went the of the uh, they went to Colorado. The year, Colorado barely won that game. And Colorado, to me, is a mediocre Pac-12 team.
2: Yeah, uh, but I don't really know. You said, he said it couldn't move. in the Second half, they won 34-0 last week. But yeah, but all the points came in the first half for the most. Yeah, I know, team. but like they don't care about battle Like Jimbo Fisher doesn't care about playing against New Mexico. You know what I mean? No. Probably shut it down, but Yeah, 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 but exactly
4: like he doesn't care. That's the whole point. Like Well the point is Arkansas's been undervalued since the beginning of last year, and I think A and M's an overvalued commodity. I think Arkansas's live. All right.
2: So what are you getting? It's five and a half, right? Let me see the updated number. Um you know, and listen, Arkansas was very impressive against Texas. I can't dispute it, but you had a you had a freshman quarterback playing his first ever start on the road in his first ever game and with the first coach, and Arkansas caught them, and now the schedule gets real for Arkansas, right? Uh, now the schedule gets real. They play, I think it's at Mississippi next week. They got it now. You know, is it Georgia, or whatever? They got a bunch of like big time games coming up now against real teams, and we're gonna find out. Uh, Jerry's world is interesting. And, of course, Jerry Jones went to play in Arkansas, won a national championship with the Razorbacks, and is their biggest booster. So he's got to be happy the way they're playing uh, right now. But my feeling is A&M wins the game. I'm not in a total hurry to want to lay the points, though, Babano. But I think A&M will win. Like, I think Arkansas, this is a reality check for Arkansas. Arkansas can't throw the ball, right? So, at Arkansas, I played a bunch of teams that they can run the ball down their throat. And, um... You can't run the ball down Texas A&M's throat. And you mentioned it. Texas A&M defense is elite, so I think they can slow the ground game down. But as Babano stated, A&M are playing with a backup quarterback, so that's that's the deal here. You're playing with a backup quarterback. I like Jimbo Fisher's pedigree in a spot like this as well, Babano. So I'm not um, I'm not trying to be a jerk just to argue with you for the sake of it, but. I was looking at A&M here not ready to pull the trigger I'm like you <laughs> but when I look at that game I was I was looking at m but you're ready to pull the trigger with the hogs
4: I am ready uh three and0 against the spread they've been covering the spread by 12 point8 points per game uh, in a what was supposed to be a down spot after the Texas game they thrashed Georgia Southern there was no look let down or look ahead to this game for instance Arkansas was focused their defense got blown up the line of scrimmage against Texas they did the same thing. And that's where I think the defense... look, I do have concerns about KJ Jefferson and the passing game and their ability to move the ball through the air against AM. There's no doubt. That is a no joke, that AM defense. But I do think that Arkansas defense is more than good enough to also wreak havoc with that defensive front against a young quarterback in Calzada that's only going to be making a second start and the AM offensive line hasn't looked great. I don't know if I love the playmakers on the perimeter at wide receiver on this team this year as much as I've seen from a M in the past. I think Arkansas defense good enough to make this a one-score game.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, like I said, I'm, I'm like the opposite of you guys this week. The more you guys talk about these games, I'm like like you haven't seen. What are you a wide receiver coach, Bob? Well, I'm having a profitable start for college football, so you know. Uh, uh, as well, I don't like their wide receiver play. It's like, what are you, a wide receiver coach that played three games this year? They haven't even played a real game yet. Um, to, listen, that's the whole thing with college football. We're going to find out. That's the beautiful thing, like, sort of like Michigan. You know, Michigan's beating teams by 35 points a game, and they're averaging 350 yards a game uh, on the ground. All right, so what? You know what I mean? It's one of those type of deals. Let's see what happens next week when you go to Wisconsin. So that, to me, this is the show-me game for, for Arkansas, Babano. Like, I didn't see it coming. In fact, I bet on their season win total under 5.5. So I'm i think I'm done. Like, they're, they're going to win, even if they struggle from here on out. They're going to win three more games. But I think A&M get them. And I think A&M could cover, actually. Like I said, I think this is just a big step up in class for Arkansas. A&M's coach, and they're the kids, they've been in bigger spots than than the kids on Arkansas have. Fun game, though. I'm looking forward to this one. You got me fired up for this one now, Babano. Babano's getting defensive. Eh? I'm having a good season. All right. So uh, <laughs>
4: That could change quickly.
2: Yeah, it's day by day. It's down to four and a half now, actually, too. FanDuel has it at four and a half. All right, what else are you looking at, Babano? We'll see if I agree uh, with one of them. All right. <laughs>
4: Uh, I'm laying the points with Utah this week against Washington State. I know it's been a rough you know, couple of weeks for Utah, uh, but uh, against BYU and certainly last week against San Diego State, a really, really disappointing loss. I'm stunned that Utah is struggling up front. You talk about trench play with Notre Dame struggling in the trenches. We talked about that. I can't believe how bad Utah struggled in the trenches. I mean... Their offensive line isn't blocking, it's not pass protecting, their defensive line's not getting the pressure they normally do, and that's usually what Kyle Whittingham's teams are known for, just being good on the O-line and the D-line, and it's just not happened so far this year. But Charlie Brewer's departure might actually be a good thing. I don't know what it was, but from the very beginning he was just not fitting with this team and with this offense. And they're very high on the guy that's going to take his spot, Cam Rising. And in fact, he's the guy that got that offense going against San Diego State when he uh, replaced uh, Brewer after he got benched. So I actually think this could be one of those situations where you get, you know, maybe a distraction, maybe something that just didn't, something was off. Brewer's gone now, you put Cam Rising in at quarterback, a nice buy-low situation, hosting a Washington State team that uh, the more I watch Washington State, the more I'm worried about where this program's going. You know, Rolovich, there's rumblings in Pullman that Rolovich and the players is a disconnect. The defense is still terrible. The offense really hasn't progressed. They got run out by USC last week, losing 45-14. to now they got to go on the road and face utah i think this is one of those buy low situations on utah after a couple of bad losses get brewer out of there get a cam rising in at quarterback and i think the defense could really really uh get back on track here against a washington state team where their offensive line has not been able to hold up uh utah should now i know their lines of line play has struggled o-line and d-line but they should be able to get right here at home against this Washington State team. So it's a lot of points, laying about fifteen or so. But I think this could get away from Washington State, and Utah finally steps up and wins the game decisively.
2: Yeah, both teams have been big time money burners uh, this year. Combined, zero and six against the spread. Yep. So somebody's got to cover oh and three Oh, yeah level two continues this is sports rage right, we got a couple more minutes with a get his quick thoughts on the nfl game tomorrow except i recall we spoke on sunday and uh, i don't know if you changed your mind but i remember you did like carolina but i teased this and we'll get more into this later guys uh but i said college football and um ucla and fresno wasn't the only late night game going on there was a real late game with san jose state and hawaii and um it's a really tough spot for the Spartans now. They were in Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago and they lost to to USC. Um then they they had to go out to the Islands. Now they're going to Kalamazoo, now they're going in the middle of nowhere in Michigan. These guys are flying around more than an NFL team is and they they're not taking the same planes, trust me. All right, they're not staying in the same hotels either. And San Jose State had a dream season last year, but they're not as good and they're being priced like it's last year. And they're not as good as last year. Or they're not handling the pressure as good as they are last year. Their offense is not in sync. All right? So, guys, this is flying under the radar. The San Jose State Spartans, 8-1 and one to the under in their last nine football games. 8-1 and one to the under in their last nine games. And, man, it's a big total. You got 63-and-a-half on a board up here, too. And don't forget, too, San Jose State were great last year. And they still lost to a MAC team in the, in the bowl game. Ball State beat them. So uh, I just want to throw that out there, a panel. But uh, are you sticking to your guns? you like the Carolina Panthers uh, tomorrow? I'm sure you already got your pick in, probably, right? So you're on the Panthers?
4: Yeah, I said on Sunday with you I laid seven because I figured that would go up. It did, and I've got them in parlays and teasers. I just think this is Davis Mills against a defense that's been outstanding in the first two games. He's going to be in tough, potentially in over his head. Um, I can't say I love minus eight now, but I'd still lay it before I take Houston, and I like them in parlays and teasers as well.
2: Ian Cameron, congratulations, Oski Weewee, I know you're happy uh, tonight, Babano. Uh, good stuff. Good win. Yeah, Ty tie, tie Cats win. Ty Cats win, win. May the winners be yours, uh, Babano. Great stuff. We'll catch up with you on Sunday night, uh, Babano. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Thanks, Babano. Follow up, Babano. You can find him on Twitter at Babano. Ian Cameron. Thanks, Gabe. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Trade, J. M. C. Tackle and We're going to talk baseball. We'll get into more college football as well. Bring it.
0: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing.